It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your hosts in the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today, we're going to talk about some trade rumors for Kyle Kuzma, possibly getting multiple firsts in return, and also talking about Tyus Jones' trade rumors as well. And Brandon was at practice today, the Wizards practice. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. All right, so there is an article going around by Brett Siegel about Kyle Kuzma's trade value and basically Tyus Jones's um, update on his on his trade. Uh, speculation and whatnot. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But Brandon, uh, he now has insight. Now he was <laughs> at Capital. He was at the uh, practice today. He got to talk to us on Sell Junior. He uh, also got a nice and up close video of Johnny Davis working out. Blau, Kulabali, some getting some shots up as well. Got to hear some stuff from Mike Buscala. Uh, but you know, as Brandon posted on the Locked On Wizards page, uh, Johnny Davis and Blau, check out Locked On Wizards on Twitter. That's where Brandon posted the video that he got today. Posted a couple of videos on his page as well, his Twitter page. Uh, he said, J.D. and Bilal working on their jumpers. What do you guys think about Johnny's shot mechanics? So what did you think about uh, Johnny's shots today and, and, and what you saw at practice today? Um, It feels like he's changed shooting styles a few times, man. But mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a lot more fluid. I'll say that. It's a lot more fluid. It's just that the placement, I want to see a higher release point on the shot. Because, I mean, uh, for you guys to check out the video, right, look at that Bilal shot. He's got the high release point. So he's getting there. But, I, you know, going forward, man, you know, um, talking about Johnny Davis, I think that he's more of a mid-range guy. I mean, you can just tell with the workouts, man, He he's a mid-range shooter. You know, he's a guy who's going to drive the lane more than he will settle for a jump shot. But, I mean, it's potential. I mean, he's got to keep working at it. You know, I mean, I don't think it's broke. I think it's fixable. But it's, it's crazy seeing the evolution of the shot from college to where it is now and how it's changed so many times. But it's, it's getting better. I will say that. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I see. It's it, it's still as slow and not as as fluid as we want wanted to see. Um, doesn't look the same as he in college. He just wasn't thinking at all. Now he's still thinking. Yeah. But I, he's not dipping down as much as he did last year or in the beginning of the year. So those are some changes that I've seen to his mechanics. Uh, Blau shot looks looks really. It, it look it's, it's starting. It's getting better. I'm not saying it's starting to get better, but it, it looks good. He has a quick release, quick shot, but shooting the three ball well. Just hasn't really gotten the volume in games. Yeah, but um, I, I do want to see Johnny get some playing time. I know we'll talk about that, you know, if not today, then later. But I, I would like to see Johnny get some type of minutes. He's collecting DMPs, but yeah. we kind of know the situation there. He may not get playing time until after the trade down trade deadline, or he might not even get any playing time and get traded from you know from the Wizards. We'll see what happens with that because uh, I just feel like this regime right now they're not really focused. Yeah, on Johnny Davis minutes at this point. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I asked West, man, and I asked, you know, with Johnny mm-hmm. Davis, um, is it what's the issue with the minutes? Like, and he said, pretty, he flat out told me depth. You know, mm-hmm. he's getting so many people in front of him on the depth chart, and you know, and, uh, and that kind of leads into the question I asked him. You know, with the deadline coming up, 
Um, how do you prioritize the minutes when you have to showcase your veterans for the trade deadline as opposed to the young guys you're trying to get a minutes to develop? And he said, look, you know, I don't really pay attention. You know, I don't really showcase. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. trying to put the best lineup out there. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I get it, the position he's in, man. You know, I, he's, he's got to say, you know, you can't let on too much of what you're trying to do, but I get it, man. You know, obviously they're, they're trying to showcase some a couple of guys. I mean, let's be real. They're, they're definitely showcase, but it's tough trying to find that, that balance to try to develop too. And that's why I think that really you're going to see a lot more development and a lot more leeway with these young guys after the deadline because we both said, E, this is more of a transitional year because you got to kind of move on from a lot of these veteran contracts get the assets from, and then kind of figure out what their identity is going forward. So it's definitely a transitional year for the Wizards, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. he he. Some of it is showcasing. Some of it is just West. We've seen his rotations as well yeah. where he'll have some weird lineups in there where he'll play Anthony Gill over Denny. And thank goodness he hasn't done that that much this year, <laughs> like just giving Anthony Gill 25 to 30 minutes out of nowhere. Shout out to Anthony Gill, no disrespect. But, uh, yeah, I mean – you see, uh, I've seen a lot of complaints about Bilal not getting a lot of minutes, yeah. not getting featured much, veterans getting a lot of time. And, um, you know, he's going to say the politically correct answer. He's not going to say that we're showcasing that I got a call or from higher up or, yeah. you know, we're just managing the team right now. We're trying to shop guys and showcase them and try to move these guys before the trade deadline. So he's not going to come out and say that. Uh, some of the lineups are still wonky here and there, but, yeah, he's got to play. Shemet, even though Shemet has played well, he's got to play DeLon Wright. DeLon Wright has played well defensively. Um, you know, he's got to play some of those guys so they so they can get moved before the deadline. Uh, of course, we would like to see more Bilal minutes. And J.J. Reddick said it on a podcast, too, like, hey, give Bilal the keys. Yeah. He's your guy. Let him rock. And obviously kind of with this rotation going on right now, it just hasn't really been that way. Some of, the, some of it is Bilal needs to be more aggressive. But, you know, and then Kuz getting up 38. Or what did he shot? Like 30, uh, he shot 18 threes in the game. 18 <laughs> yeah. threes in the game. So, yeah, I mean, he, he, he says he's trying to win, but it's definitely, it definitely feels like some of it is some of these veterans just, you know, get, get in and, and play as much as you can so we can move them. And that kind of ties us into what we're going to talk about with as far as the trade down. Oh, absolutely, man. And, and the one fascinating kind of fascinating thing you kind of realize is that these guys realize just like we do what's going on. Like, you know, especially the vets, they know it's a rebuild. They know that a lot of them are probably not going to be here after the deadline, you know, because like I said, one of the first times I went up there, man, I talked to Shaman and I asked him, I said, what's your mind frame, man, going towards the trade deadline? He said, look, Mm -hmm. I've been trading before. It is what it is. Like Mm -hmm. he kind of had, and he kind of looked up to the GM office, man. But I mean, they know what the deal is. You know what I mean? They know that this is a rebuild very early on in the rebuild that a lot of these young guys are going to be the feature pieces going forward. So, you know, like I said, just like we know what, what's going to happen they know what's going to happen but um yeah it's going to be interesting you're going to see a different team after the deadline because there's a lot of there's a you know a lot of talk with a lot of guys on this team and you know we talked about before man you know Gallinari buyout could be a real possibility man because mm-hmm. at this point really what can you get for Gallo at the stage in his career you know Shaman I think is definitely has value um Tyus man you can definitely definitely get assets mm-hmm. back for him uh Kyle Kuzma Daniel Gaffer's name's been mentioned but you know we'll we'll see but they're, they're, I mean, this front office is definitely trying to make some moves because, like, you know, if you look at the business side of it, you know, we said it before when we, st- you know, talked about the news of their potential move to the VA. Look, they're trying to make major moves, and major moves need money, and money depends on a product that's going to compete. So, mm-hmm. you know, this rebuild, they're trying to get this thing rocking and, and rolling and get it, get them ready to, you know, get down the road, you know, and, and finally try to compete for a championship. So, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Yeah, they moved to Alexandria for sure. They got to put a winning product out there. They're going to expect people to, to, you know, make their commute out there and then, you know, fill up the seats for any, any stadium because right now it's just not getting it done. So, um, but that's an awesome question, man. You know, that's a really good question to ask West Until Jr. to get some real insight and a, and a real answer from. I mean, you're not going to get 100% of the truth he's going to answer it polit- politically like he did yeah so but no that's awesome I and mean, you're getting some videos of uh, johnny davis and his shots and blah i mean that's that's good stuff so definitely check out the locked on wizards page and brandon's page for more insight and updates i'm gonna definitely try to i'm gonna get down there very very soon for some games and some practice yes, for sure so we can go down there together uh it definitely will be a great experience but we're gonna move on to the uh news and the article that just came out about tyus jones and also Kyle Kuzman and some of their trade value. But before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make sure you guys check out FanDuel. Right now, the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live go- live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, So if you do want to get that $150 in bonus bets, uh, you can pick either DC sports team to lose. You look at the Commanders against the Cowboys, unfortunately, at 425 on Sunday instead of 1 o'clock uh, in land over Maryland. Or you can look at the Wizards game versus the Cavs tomorrow. Now, the Cavs, Donovan Mitchell is back. If Donovan Mitchell was out like he's been the past couple games, I would say that the Wizards had a small chance. But you can definitely put the, pick the Cavs money line against the Wizards, and you should definitely win $150 in bonus bets. Also, you guys, make sure you guys check out Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, so let's look at the article here um, from Brett Siegel just talking about uh, Kyle Kuzma's uh, trade value as well. Um, definitely some surprising things. I'm going to read the article here. Uh, it says Kyle Kuzma expected, is expected to be made available by the Washington Wizards for multiple first round picks. League sources told Clutch Points in the midst of a career year, Kuzma is averaging 23 points a game, six boards a game. One team that has been eyeing power forward help for quite some time is the Indiana Pacers. Tyus Jones is expected to garner more interest in trade talks than Kuzma, sources said. Jones's $14 million contract is very obtainable for various contending teams around the league. So um, what's your thoughts about the Kuzma news right there and the, and the Pacers possibly, possibly being the team? Interesting. Um, very intriguing, man. I ain't said that in a minute. Why? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm very intriguing, man. I'm going to say that, you know, the Pacers were definitely, that name floated around. I know it's the Dallas Mavericks, uh, Sacramento Kings, 
uh, Memphis Grizzlies uh, kind of popped up uh, lately. But I think it's a good move for both parties. Um, they definitely need a guy his repertoire for the playoff push, and we definitely need assets or young players back. So I definitely think that could be a big move. Now, two first-round picks, man, I think is a little optimistic. <laughs> I can see one, but I, I know the market is kind of weird now because there was reports of – you know, the, the Jazz asking for like five first rounders for Laurie Market. I mean, I don't see that happen, man. Um, but but then you can also say that, look, man, you know, that Rudy Gobert trade really changed the scales of what it takes to pull off a major move. But I don't I still don't see two first round picks for Kyle Kuzma. But I'll say this. Um, he definitely has some interest. You know, they definitely are. You know, I mean, he's officially I mean, he's available. So, I mean, they're definitely now listening to offers. So, um, again, they kind of reinforce what we said going into the season. You know, he was signed to a team-friendly deal because he's eventually going to be moved. You know, so I, like I said, I, I I like that decision. I still like the decision. I thought it was really smart to get assets for a player in return instead of just letting him walk. You know, you definitely, you know, get him to get some assets back. So um, I think it's a good move. I think Indiana's a good fit. Now, normally I would try to, you know, I would like to see them trade with a Western Conference team. I don't want to feed the teams that, you know what I mean? But, I, you know, if you find a good deal, you find a good deal. And I think Indiana definitely a good deal. Now, looking at what I want in return, um, we, we both agreed that, you know, it's not going to be two first-rounders. It's probably going to be a first-rounder and maybe a, a young player or maybe an aspiring contract and a young player. You know, it, one way or another, and if you look at young players, especially if, you know, a player like uh, Jairus Walker, that's a first-round pick pretty much because, I mean, he's, you know, he's a rookie. So um, there's options. You know, that's something that we haven't always had in D.C. with the Wizards, man. There's options now. You know, and I think that the likelihood of him being moved at the deadline is starting to look a lot more likely at this point. Oh, 110%. I mean, they brought him back here for this reason. A lot of people were upset that Kyle Kuzma was resigned and brought back, but he was yeah. brought back to basically build on assets and to bring back a first-round pick, get some assets for the future, and that's what Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, he, he's had a he's had a he's had a good season. He's done a lot of good things. Twenty-three points a game, six boards. He had one game where he you know triple double. Yeah. Um, the games that we won, he's had some big games, a couple 30 point games here and there. Yes, he shot up. There's been some games where he shot a bunch of shots to get to the 30 points, but he's had a darn good season. He's been a bright spot. He has been the best player on the team. Um, you know, there's not much to, to stand on with that. But I mean, he he's done enough where I think some contenders, like the article said, some playoff teams like the Pacers, yeah, could definitely use his services. He's won a championship before. Solid defender on a on a on a good team. I think he would be a solid defender. Um, can pass, can get to the basket, can shoot the three, all that. Can defend as well. So yeah, Kyle Kuzma, he's a, he's a good player, man, and I think he can really help a team. I think he would be a good fit with the Pacers with Halliburton, um, yeah. pushing the pace. Oh yeah, just running and gunning, running the floor, shooting threes, playing above the rim. So I think he would be a really really good uh, piece on the Pacers. You look at the Pacers; they do have and they do have an extra first round pick. They do have they have their own twenty twenty four first round pick, and they have. Uh, another 2024 first round pick. Now there's a lot of uh, moving parts and pieces and you know, like protections on the pick. Uh, it, the the looking at the listing on the pick, it says Indiana will receive the least favorable of OKC's 2024 first round pick. Houston's 2024 first round pick protected for selections one through four. The Clippers uh, first round and Utah's first round. So it's, it's a lot of like protections on that pick, but you could. You could possibly get there first in that. I don't think that will happen. Personally, I think Kuz would get you one first round pick. Yeah. Which is still a, a good, which is still a, a pretty good uh, return for Kyle Kuzma, in my opinion. When you look at Brad, you didn't get a first for him. You didn't get a first for Porzingis. I think it would still be good if you got a first for, for Kyle Kuzma. So I think that would be a really good move. And I think his trade value 
has definitely gone up uh, since the start of the season for sure. And I think a lot of I think a lot of good teams would be looking for him. Like you brought up the Mavericks, yeah, uh, the Kings, possibly the Grizzlies. We'll see. But I think a lot of playoff teams would be looking for Kyle Kuzma services. So for two firsts, when I heard that, I was like, whoa, multiple <laughs> first round picks. I don't. I yeah, mean, yeah. I know. Gobert got a crazy trade, but you know, still Gobert won a yeah. defensive player of the year. I still think he got over. I still think it was a, a bit much for Gobert, but um, yeah, if we can finesse a team for or not finesse a team, but make a deal and get two first for him, it'll probably be a a, a mid tier first and then a late first. That still is a that's a darn good deal, and those 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 are first that you can use and possibly flip or um, use those first and draft two good players. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they have options, man. I mean, you know, looking at who I, I would want in return, um, I was looking at, you know, we need center depth, Isaiah Jackson, which we actually drafted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we actually brought him, you right, know, yeah. he was a wizard for like five seconds. But, um, you know, Buddy Hill, aspiring contract, so maybe, you know, they move the money off the books. I get that. I can see that in the first. But there's options. I think, like I said, I think the likelihood, because, you know, before we didn't know whether he was going to be gone the deadline or in the offseason, you know, how long he was going to be in D.C., but – Look, things are really heating up. I mean, that that OG Ananobi trade really was the first domino. I mean, there's a lot of names in the business right now. I mean, Lauren Marketing, uh, Donovan Mitchell, you know, there's a lot of names in the, in the market right now. So I think, you know, we said it before, man, if the market is right, then you got to make that move because they got to get this rebound or the rebound, uh, rebuild rolling. It, it behooves them to start this thing off. And, you know, this thing, you best believe the second half of the season, man, is going to be dedicated purely to young players and seeing what they can do. Because, I mean, don't forget, a lot of these young guys are auditioning too. You know, it's not guaranteed. I mean, you know, Kispers coming up next year. Next year's a contract year. Um, Johnny Davis, you know, he desperately needs minutes because really, what is his long term fit mm-hmm. in DC? So there's a, there's a lot of questions. You know, this is truly a transitional year. But getting back to trades, man, um, there's options. I mean, I, I keep saying that, and and I like saying, you know, I like having options. You know, before it's kind of like we we made these weird trades. Like, <laughs> you know, the Obi trade was crazy considering Ariza was old and. And, you know, so many questionable trades. But now I'm optimistic at the trade deadline, which I I haven't always felt that way. You know, I know this front office is going to try to get a maximum value for what we have, man. And with Tyus and Kyle Kuzma, man, we're going to be able to get a decent return and really kickstart this rebuild. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. It's my favorite time of the year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, speaking of Oubre right now, he has – I know he had 11 points in the first quarter. He has – 16 points right now in the third quarter. The, the Sixers are winning 73 to 42 against the Chicago against the Chicago Bulls, which is just uh, ridiculous. But yeah, of course that Ubre for Trevor Ariza trade definitely uh, one of the most disappointing trades in, in the history of the Wizards. Ernie Grenfell trade right there. But uh, we'll move on to uh, Tyus Jones right there. And uh, so the second part of the article is that Tyus Jones expected to garner more interest in trade talks than Kyle Kuzma sources said Jones's $14 million contract is very obtainable for various contending teams and around the league. Uh, what are your thoughts about Ty- the Tyus Jones report? Oh, same thing, man. You know, um, and it's weird because, you know, Kyle Kuzma and Tyus Jones, if we were a team that's trying to compete, I would love them here. I- I've loved what I've seen from Tyus Jones. He's come in, he's done his job, he's done it at a high level. Mm-hmm. Um, he- somebody's going to definitely need somebody who's going to be able to come in and start. Now, is he a guy who's going to be able to be that franchise point guard? Now, I think in this stage in his career, he's a he's a backup, with a, but a guy who can come in and start. You know, he definitely – I mean, and he's proven that here in D.C. So, with, you know, Tyus, he's definitely brought his value up. Uh, there's a lot of good fits out there. To me, the best fit is Houston, to be honest with you. I mean, you can see maybe an L.A. team, 
but I think Houston, you know, backing up uh, Van Fleet, I think would be good for him. Um, they got young talent over there. We'll see. I, I'm, you know, I know you think I'm gonna say Cam a little more, but I, I don't think that's gonna happen at this stage, man. I think he's gonna be in Houston, but um, the, I think you definitely get maximum value for Tyus Jones, man, because he's played well. He really has, and he, and his performance has gone up as the season went on. You know, when the season first started, he didn't know what to really expect. Kind of gave off Monte Moore's vibes, like. You know, he, he does his job, but nothing spectacular. But he's really, you know, he's come in. He's played good basketball. He really has. And teams notice that. So I think that um, that trade for him and signing Kyle Kuzma, they were, in hindsight, obviously, but were really good moves by his organization in the front office because they're going to be able to get some assets back. And and especially if you look at Kuz, man, you know, you know, you said it before, E, we didn't get really the maximum return for Bradley Bill. And damn sure they get it for um KP. So mm-hmm. I think with you know with um with Tyus and Kyle Kuzma, you're you're gonna be able to get assets back instead of getting nothing. You know what I mean? So I like what they're doing. I like what their heads at. I think they're really starting to make good moves to kickstart this rebuild. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, Tyus definitely is gonna garner a lot of interest. Like the article said, fourteen million dollars per year, which is a very favorable contract for sure. Tyus has picked it up the last couple of games. Uh, ever since that Pacers game, we had 13, 11, and 10, where he had a triple-double. He's just been on a tear. He had 22 points against the Suns, 24 against Portland in a win, 22 against Orlando, uh, 16 against Sacramento, 16 points and nine assists. So he's really picked it up, and he's he's gotten more comfortable and felt his, and really gotten into his stride, uh, hitting the floater, you know, getting some lobs to gaff, finding open shooters like Corey Kispert or, or Kuzma for some threes here and there, pushing the pace, getting into the paint, playing his game really well, get, getting some deflections and steals. Uh, he has six steals against Phoenix. So he, he's playing some really good basketball. I think the Miami Heat, they were reportedly, they were, they were rumored to have some interest in there. So I, I think he'd be a, a good backup guard for them uh, and will really fit their culture really well with the Miami Heat. So I could see oh, him yeah. play well there. Um, what team you said the Rockets? So he'd be playing behind Van Vliet, uh, playing behind Jalen Green. I could, I could see that too. But Tyus Jones, I mean, he's he's just a professional, you know. Yeah. He finally got a yeah. chance to start. He's always been behind John Morant, so it was good to see him to get an opportunity to start. And I think he's starting to make the most of it. At first, it was a little rocky, a little inconsistent. Yeah. Same thing with Jordan Poole, they were just trying to get comfortable playing together in that backcourt. Terrible, I mean, not a good, not the best defensive backcourt, but they've. <laughs> gotten a little bit better not much a little bit better but i think they're learning to play with each other and uh tyus certainly has gotten more comfortable in dc he's played really really well i don't think you get a first for him but i do think you get maybe a player in a second um and maybe maybe if a team really really feels desperate for a point guard then they may they may may throw a late first if that yeah i was thinking that too E. like you know if you play the market right you know, depending on the situation, maybe they need a guy, need a point guard. Like right now, you could get mm-hmm. a first, but you got it's all about how they read the market. But you could definitely get a young player back. You know, you definitely get some assets back from. So, like I said, you know, Tyus Jones and Kyle Kuzma, they were good moves by these organizations because you're able to get assets back for veteran guys who are going to be able to go, you know, go compete on the competing team for a championship. So it's a win-win on both sides. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So we're going to get to the cash preview. Before we do that, we have a quick word from Brandon. Yes, sir. Tonight's episode is brought to you by game time i've gone through a lot of ticket uh i guess companies um ticket master seat geek but to me game time is the dopest one it's the best one because you should have to worry about anything when you're buying your tickets to the next your next event right game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all sporting events plus music shows comedy shows theater events near 
you. You can see the view from your seat before you buy the tickets, so you know exactly what to expect and what your view is, which is key. All on prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting the greatest deal before you check out. Because those are there's a big one with me. Uh, buying tickets in seconds with just two taps. I'm trying to tell you, Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts. It's the best place to find last minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals and tickets from football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. So all you got to do is download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and redeem code Locked On for twenty dollars off. Download Game uh, GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. All right, so... We're gonna take a look at the Cavaliers here. The Wizards play the Cavaliers tomorrow night. Uh, Brandon, what's your keys to development? Man, I mean, I, I know you said that you don't think it's a winnable game, but look, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, yeah, he's gonna be a headache, especially for this back mm, yeah. But I mean, if you look at the injuries they had, man, um, Evan Mobley's out for six to eight weeks with uh undergoing surgery, and Garland's out, um, injured his jaw, sustained a fractured jaw. So I think you know, if you look at their roster right now or the depth chart obviously you got donovan mitchell but max Struess, you know that might i mean i you know jordan Poole's not the most defensive minded player but i think that's a matchup that he can definitely exploit especially on the offensive end uh isaac Okoro versus denny that's a matchup jared allen and gaff that's gonna be a definite matchup to watch you know jared allen's kind of a twinner but i mean he's they're, they're very similar players but you know we said the same thing about Clint, uh Clint capella so <laughs> we'll see but I think that is definitely a matchup to look at. Uh, Development-wise, for the young guys, hey, you know, if you look at the Cavs bench, outside of Karis LeVert, and George, I guess George and Yang, but this is a favorable matchup for Bilal and Kispert to both eat. I think this is definitely a game where you want to see Bilal be a lot more aggressive driving the lane, not hesitant to shoot that shot, and definitely see what he can do offensively because I think it's a, uh, our bench can definitely – match up well against theirs because like i said your biggest name is karis levert i mean george niang yeah i mean sam merrill eh. craig porter i didn't even know who he was to the day um so <laughs> <laughs> so i mean who he played that, for you know you know what i mean because I, I saw porter i was like man i know they didn't bring kevin porter man. i mean so <laughs> we'll see man but uh i think it's a favorable matchup that, so that would be my keys to development i think yeah. this is definitely time for Bilal to eat off the bench see? yeah Craig Forty sounds like a 2K creative player, player. <laughs> right. you know. But Sam Merrill, he's been on the tear. He hit four three. He hit four three pointers last game against the Raptors. They lost to the Raptors on the road. The Raptors with uh, Emmanuel quickly now and uh, who else? Whoever else was involved in that trade? Uh, R.J. Barrett. Yeah. But um, yeah, some other guys have had to really, really step up uh, for the Cavaliers with a lot of guys being out. Like you mentioned, Evan Mobley is out. Uh, Darius Garland is out. So this is somewhat of an opportunity for the Wizards to, you know, be competitive in this game. I'm not going to say they're going to win, but this is an opportunity for them to yeah. be competitive for sure. 
uh, or Coro's been playing well with 16 points. Jared Allen, the matchup with Gafford is going to be huge. You know, this is a game where if Gafford doesn't play uh, with resistance, then Jared Allen can have a Mark Williams type of game where he can put up 20 points and 20 boards. He just had a 16 and 11, 16 point and 11 rebound game. Donovan Mitchell, of course, we know what he does. He can put up 30, 35, 40. He had 26 points in 38 minutes. So he's, he's certainly capable of torching the Wizards for 35 to 40 points. Karis Levert had 31. I guess the Raptors, Karis LeVert, has been playing really, really well. So he's, he, he's had to step up with Garland being out, and uh, Sam Merrill had 16. So, um, yeah, the Cavs, they're still a good team, 18 and 15 this year. Uh, looking at their defensive rating, they're still a good defensive team just because, you know, Jared Allen back there defending the paint. They're 12th in defensive rating. They don't push the pace. They're 23rd in pace, yeah. 24th in points scored. So they're not putting up a lot of points there. They're ninth and still, so they force turnovers. So we really got to protect the basketball. Tyus Jones does a good job of that anyway. A two-point percentage, they're, eight, they're eighth in the NBA because Jared Allen's a good finisher. Donovan Mitchell, he gets to the basket a lot. Uh, they're 14th in rebounding as well. Uh, so they, they 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 do a lot of the the, the little things the right way. Yeah. Um, defensively, they're a good defensive team. 10th in points allowed. So this could this could be a grounded out game. Now I know last game they didn't play well defensively. They gave up 124. They gave up 36 to Pascal and Siakam. Pascal Siakam. So they're not the same team uh, that they have been when Evan Mobley is there for sure. So there is there is some ways that I think we can possibly take advantage of that. But uh, as far as development, yeah, I want to see Bilal get some more minutes, get some t- some touches, be more aggressive, of course. Uh, Denny keep doing what he's doing. He's been rebounding the ball really well. Two double doubles in a row. Let's see if he if he can keep that up. Uh, Tyus, of course, protect the basketball. Kuz, if the three is open, of course, take it. Yeah. But let's not force up 15, 18 threes. Now, that's not <laughs> a normal thing for him. Of course, that's something that, you know, that's we're not going to normally see him really shoot 10 threes. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I would say shot selection for Kuzma. He's a guy who, of course, can go off for 30 whenever whenever he wants to with this roster and with this team for sure. But we want, we want to see some good shot selection for him. Um, and just, yeah, ball movement, rebound the ball, getting back on defense. How are they going to guard Donovan Mitchell? You know, I, I don't see them doubling him, but I, I could see they, they got to stop him from getting in the paint. They cannot let him get to the rack, get to the rim, and get to the free throw line a lot. That's going to be a huge thing for them. And then defending Sam Merrill because he, he can he can knock down a three. Karis LeVert is going to be a tough task, too. We'll see if Bilal guards Donovan Mitchell a couple times. I do want to see that matchup as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, one thing to look out for is, Pick and roll defense. We have struggled big time. Mm. You know, and uh, I mean, Jared Allen and Donovan Mitchell, man, they're going to have it. So, you know, they're going to have a field day, man. So they definitely need to work on pick and roll defense with those two. But, yeah, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, man, I mean, how do you really stop him? He's one of those players in the league, you know what I mean, where you don't exactly stop him. You just slow him down a little bit, you know. He's definitely going to be the focal point. But, you know, I don't want to see double team because we're not fast enough on transition or or rotations, Mm -hmm. and we're so slow to get out the shooters. And that's how they kill us when we try to double team. So definitely, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if we need to go zone or what we need to do, but double team to me does not need to happen because they will definitely burn us. But yeah, you know, no disrespect to Sam Merrill, but <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm with you. I, I think that they could definitely play competitive these next two games because the next two games are it's kind of like the baseball series thing. We got the next two in Cleveland, and then they come back home on Saturday. So I think they're. I'm like I'm with you. I'm not gonna say they're gonna win, but I think they're favorable matchups where we can see some competitive basketball. You know, my biggest thing with the Wizards, man, is staying consistent and, you know, keeping your foot on the pedal, you know, not playing good one quarter and then lacking a quarter. You know, I want to see consistent play all four quarters 
And that, that's where I'm at with the Wizards, man. I think that should be a milestone with them is seeing if they can play a complete game, you know, not have to play, you know, come back and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's what I want to see from them. These next two games in Cleveland, man, I think they're favorable matchups to where we can see some good competitive basketball. Mm-hmm. 100%. They got to be physical. They got a gang rebound out there. For sure, getting back on defense and uh, ball movement is going to be huge too. And uh, I want to see how uh, Jordan Poole plays tomorrow night as well. So uh, I got the Wizards losing a close one. Should be competitive, but I have them losing a close one. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think they're going to split. I think they get a win in Cleveland, um, either tomorrow night or Friday night. But I think they, they do split because I think they're going to play competitive ball, man. Mm-hmm. So they will win one of them. I don't know which one, but <laughs> they're going to win one of them. <laughs> yes, sir. But, yeah, I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the sports, the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.